0: Yo, 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 yo. First of all, first of all, I would like to appreciate y'all for checking out my last episode, man. The numbers is crazy. Yes, yes, yes. This episode ain't going to have no damn epic intro or no shit like that. Because ain't nothing epic really happened. But, you know, I got some rapid fire news today. You know, I'm going to call this episode to switch up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of teams looking to trade. And a lot of couples are looking to trade, too. But we're going to start off in Portland, man. All right. Turn me up a little bit on the headphones. Sound like I'm about to rap, nigga. But um, anyway, man, CJ McCollum is back in Portland, man. He is finally back in the lineup after missing multiple games with a foot injury. And he looks a little sluggish, but that's normal. He hasn't necessarily gotten into his bag yet, but I'm not worried about them because Dame Dollar, let me tell y'all something about my boy Dame Dollar. You can ask folk that I've known for about more than a decade and some change. I've been a fan of Dame Dollar since his rookie year. I was like, who is this dude? shooting the blood out this bitch with great confidence and then you know one thing leads to another and this dude becomes my favorite player in the game currently and becomes a part of my legendary top 10 favorite players as well and um just watching him play I mean this is an offensive era So, Dame Lillard, guys like him would eat. Although I worry about him defensively, offensively, this man has been on a mission this year to prove that he is an MVP caliber player. And this dude is climbing up the list very fast. I think he's right up there with Joker and Embiid for MVP right now. I think he's definitely past Donovan Mitchell. You know Mitchell has regressed a little bit He's falling out of that top 5 Fast You know you got Giannis Coming in Sneaking up there Back into the conversation You know MB got hurt So it would make it easy for a dame To slide to like number 2 And then with Joker being the leader For uh, MVP this year It's the way Joker's playing But, yeah, man, Damian Lillard is playing excellent basketball this year. Um, Anthony Edwards drops a 42-piece. I think this is the most points scored by a rookie. So, yeah, I think he has the most points in uh or is that most points by a Minnesota rookie? And uh Edwards became the third youngest player to score 40 or more points at 19 years and 226 days. Oh, And this is a great, great company. You know, it's LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Carmelo Anthony. Anthony Edwards is on LaMelo Ball's head, man, for rookie of the year. I'm not saying that he's going to win, but I'm saying he's right there with him now. I think if LaMelo can take the Hornets to the playoffs, the rookie of the year is his. No matter how many 40-point games Anthony Edwards has, he's still playing for a losing team in Minnesota. Now, we already knew Anthony Edwards' defense was solid coming out of Georgia. But I did not know that he was going to be like a marquee scorer this early. I thought the scoring would come into effect a little bit later. But he is incredible. Dude can you know you know for the draft tape it definitely reminds me of D Wade with a jumper That's just me Um congrats to Cardi B she uh, has a diamond single Bodak Yellow has went diamond It just seems like everything she drops is you know got a cert- certification Which definitely builds up more anticipation for her second album, whatever the title of that shit is, because you know, Cardi B does not like being rushed to do anything. It's been, you know, it's been moments where she's had to shut down her Twitter because motherfuckers kept asking her when her album was going out. She was mad as fuck. And I don't blame her. You know, she's a mother, you know what I mean? You know, she's a performer. So I can understand why, you know, the pressure would be overwhelming at times. But Bodak Yellow is a a classic song. These are the facts. I mean, Cardi's a force to be reckoned with. Seems like every time she drops something, it's just like... Whoa. Now... The thing I like about Cardi B is she's not embarrassed to admit particular things. Because I like the fact that she came out and said, hey, you know, I have people that write for me. It takes her out of the gold conversation, but it doesn't take her out of the hottest rappers because it's simple. You know, I'll use Drake as an example. Drake is a person who had to get caught to admit that he had ghostwriters. You know because you know Drake would always say on his records, you know, I'm I'm top 2 and I'm not 2, you know what I'm saying? I'm number 1. But you can't really be the number 1 guy in rap if motherfuckers was writing for you. Cardi came out the gate and was like, "Look, I got people who helped me write songs out the gate, like before her first album came out. And then Bodak Yellow is inspired from Kodak Black, and he even received writing credit. So imagine how fat Kodak Black's pockets have gotten since since he has a diamond black now shit crazy um my prayers and my thoughts and prayers go out to sean bradley man everybody remembers sean bradley for being a 7-6 center you know everybody always dunked on him dog (laughs) like t-mac just has the most disgusting dunk on sean bradley bro you remember him from being in space jam a dallas maverick a pretty good shot blocker Not a great shot blocker But pretty good nonetheless Um, He was struck By a car while he was on his bicycle And he is paralyzed But he seems to be in good spirits He seems to be okay And he's gonna live But Just you know Just hearing like Somebody you grew up watching you know Paralyzed is crazy, especially being seven six. Shit, wild Um the Rockets and the Bucks have done a trade, y'all. Um, the Bucks ended up trading uh Tory Craig to the Phoenix Suns. Wow. That's going to help Phoenix because Torrey Craig, along with Jay Crowder, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's a a wing, another wing defender that can, you know, spend about 10, 15 minutes, you know, um, checking uh, a LeBron, checking uh, um, Kevin Durant, checking, uh, you know, a superior wing. And then the Rockets and Bucks also did a trade as well. Um, the Rockets traded uh, Roderick's Karooks and PJ Tucker to the uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks for uh, DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson. I mean, I guess the Augustine project just didn't work out, but I don't think Budenholzer played him enough. I thought DJ Augustine was one of the most underrated signings. Of the offseason. But, I mean, the Bucks wanted Tucker bad. So, they were willing to give up anything to get him. And that's a very good pickup for Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's a lot better for swapping out Craig for Tucker. I still think Milwaukee has a good team. I don't know about championship team, but they... they they can beat Philly. I don't think they can beat Brooklyn. I don't think anyone in the East is really going to beat Brooklyn right now. It's just too many pieces. Like, if Harden's winning games without Durant and Irving, imagine all three of them there alongside Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Um, Word around the campfire is that Quavo and Sweetie have broken up. Now, there's one rumor out there that's silly that says that I guess Quavo wouldn't give her any money or something, and that's why she split. And then there's another rumor that they broke up because Sweetie wants to have a threesome with another man, and Quavo's just not down for the cause. And I can understand why. (laughs) Because technically, that would be a train. They don't call two men and a girl threesome a threesome. They call that a train, my guy, from where I'm from. So I don't know what's really true or not. I don't even know if they really broke up for real. That's the killer part. It's just the rumors that are, you know, it's just um, people are talking about it. And if they want to get my thoughts, I'm like, I'm not I'm not crying about two celebrities breaking up. I mean, Sweetie's a beautiful woman. And Quavo, you know what I'm saying, is a rich rapper. He can replace her easily. But at the same time, as I tell people all the time about young African-American or just young celebrities, period, that are in their 20s, they're going to go out there and they're going to fuck bitches, man. You cannot turn down a hundred women when you're even you know even people that are married that are in their twenties, regular people be cheating. And you're gonna ask a superstar millionaire to turn down multiple women like resistance is very hard. You know, it's people that I've had conversations with that say, that's bullshit. That's a lie. I'm like, listen, everywhere you go, people are chasing you. And some of these people are beautiful women that are hard to turn down. And you only live once. So if you're dating someone that's a celebrity, you got to expect them to cheat. If you're willing to deal with that, then cool. If not, it is what it is. That's just my thoughts on that. All right, the Atlanta Hawks have had an upswing. And they are now 21-20. and And they're finally meeting their potential. Let me check the Hawks' schedule real quick. Because there's a lot of things I got to say about the Hawks, man. Yeah, so they have beaten one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So these guys are on a seven game win streak. they lost to the miami heat they beat the heat in the rematch they beat the magic they beat the raptors they beat the Kings. they beat the Cavs. they beat the rockets they beat the thunder okay so they're on a uh they're on a win streak because they're 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 on a, on a weak part of the schedule now you know tomorrow at three thirty they play the lakers then they play the clippers mm, that's gonna really show like who the hawks really are because that was an easy chunk of their schedule right there that I just named but still still cool you know it's like there it's, it's good to see them like actually um balling yeah they're eight and two in their last 10 games and the Miami Heat are 11 and two in their last uh 13 games we kind of knew that the Heat were going to hit their stride eventually once everybody got healthy because COVID really took a chunk out of that t- team early on. Like the Miami Heat was supposed to be in the conversation with the Sixers, Nets, and Bucks. I mean, everybody forgets about Miami. Like, it's not like, have y'all forgot that these were the Eastern Conference champions last year? And the only reason why the Sixers didn't do anything was because Ben Simmons was hurt and Embiid was out there damn near by himself. So, I feel like the Hawks and the Heat have a lot to say about who's going to come out the East. Because if I'm Brooklyn and I'm the number one seed... And it's a possibility I might face Miami. That's going to be a scary series to watch. I'm not going to say that Miami's going to beat them. Nobody's going to beat the Nets, okay? In a in a seven game series, the Heat might get two two or three games. But whoever Atlanta plays in the playoffs are probably they're they're probably going home in the first round. Oh man, the Celtics, man. It's time for Brad Stevens to get all the way the fuck up out of here. 20 and 20. You mean to tell me a team with two elite top 15 players and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are 20 and 20. You mean to tell me a team that has Marcus Smart, um, Daniel Tice, uh, Robert Williams the third? You mean to tell me these guys are 20 and 20. The Celtics were always in that Eastern Conference Championship conversation. I mean, they were one block from forcing a game seven to go to the finals. So, something has to be done. Brad Stevens should be gone and then Danny Ainge gets another year to fix this team because I truly believe that the Celtics should be aggressive at the trade deadline to find a third player because I just don't believe in Kimball Walker I just don't I think they need to go and get a big man I've been saying for the longest that the Boston Celtics need to go get Miles Turner from Indiana that would help them. Um, the Hornets and Pelicans are struggling. I mean, the Hornets have, you know, hit a slump. You know, they're I think they're at the hard part of their schedule. But those guys, those kids are still balling, though, in those games. It's like they hold their own against teams, but I just feel like they fall asleep a lot. They get a little bit too cool for their britches. And then they just start, and then the Pelicans, listen, man, fire that bowling ball-built bitch Van Gundy. It's very simple. The Pelicans were supposed to be a young team on the rise. You have Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Lonzo Ball. There's no way that they should be under 500. They should be battling for the play-in game. There's no way that they should be in the position that they are right now. And it's because of Van Gundy. I'm blaming him 100%. Now, the Hornets have blown, what? They've had 10 games where they've blown multiple leads of 15 or more. That's not good. And Shaquille O'Neal describes Stan Van Gundy as the master of panic. And these are facts. You have all these talented players in New Orleans... And they're struggling to make the play-in game. It's time to fire that faggot. Alright, uh, Warriors look to be aggressive at the deadline. Um, The Golden State Warriors are pursuing Bradley Beal and Carl Anthony Towns. But I don't think... I think that Minnesota's asking price for Carl Anthony Towns is going to be entirely way too steep I think Washington Bradley Beal doesn't want to leave Washington and I don't think he I don't think Washington's gonna make that deal especially if a guy wants to stay in a, on a decrepit roster like that you gotta keep a fool as long as you can keep one <laughs> because I mean yes it would be great to see Stephen Bradley Beal Putting up 30 together. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Warriors definitely do need a star player. I would inquire about Chris Middleton. That's a guy who can play Clay's role, not perfect it. I'm talking about just play. They need guys that they need a guy that can play that Clay position, and they need a big man. I mean, they got Wiseman, I understand that, and he definitely needs to play, but I'm talking about a veteran big man. I mean, they can reunite with Boogie Cousins if they want something cheap, and that would be probably the ideal move for for, uh, Golden State right now, is to reunite with Boogie, and then try to trade for a guy that's on Chris Middleton's level, because they can't get a superstar i mean i don't know what they would i mean zach levine would would be great but i think chicago's asking price is going to be entirely too high i mean golden state could use tobias harris I mean, Andrew Wiggins is a um, is a good trade piece right now. Kelly Oubre is a good trade piece. But I'll think about that a little bit later once I do the trade deadline episode. Fuck that. I need to uh, keep going here. Damn, I'm at 23 minutes too. All right, let's get into these last two topics, man. The Clippers are trying to pursue Lonzo Ball. And yes, that would that's the piece that's going to get them over the top. I mean, either Lonzo or Kyle Lowry. And, um, that would be, you know, and he's young too. They could give him an extension and he's from LA. So, and the Pelicans are willing to, uh, listen to trade offers for Lonzo. So Clippers should get that done immediately. I mean, I like the Lowry move, but he's 34 years old and Lonzo is young. He's improved his jump shot. He's a little bit more aggressive as I've seen as of lately. Still a wonderful passer decent defender last but not least Benny the Butcher dropped the plugs I meant to last night Um, a lot of people are, are, are saying that it's a great project but I feel like they're prisoners of the moment Um, the project is Benny's probably his weakest project to me but at the same time that says a lot about how great he is I mean you got burden of proof got tana talk three you got the plugs i met one those are what he has in his arsenal plugs i met one is is great it's not a classic but it's great the first plugs i met i prefer the first plugs i met and then you know i've heard better from benny Burden of Proof's a classic album. Tana Talk 3 is considered by a wide margin of people as a classic t- as a classic as well. I don't think Tana Talk 3 is a classic at all. But I think it's a dope project though. But um I felt like some of a couple of the beats just wasn't there for me. I mean, if you look at it, you know, my favorite highlights of this of this project. You know, was two chains verse on Plug Talk. I fuck with that. Live by it is probably one of the best songs on here. Live by it. Benny the Butcher was going crazy on there. Um, I fuck with the uh, the Joey the, the song he did with Fat Joe. Jim Jones had a crazy verse on here, and then the last two songs, like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was crazy. That's probably the best song on the plugs I met, too. But if you were to ask me my thoughts on it, I think it's a good. I think it's good, but I don't think it's like great. Benny has done better. Um, R&B Spotlight. There's a, a female artist named Joyce Rice who uh, dropped a project. Um, a lot of people probably might not be familiar with her because she's not on Top 40 radio. But I stumbled upon her project last night. I decided to give it a spin, and I'm pretty glad I did because it's a pretty good album. I mean, it does it does have mid 2000s vibes a little bit, a little sprinkle of 90s, the late 90s on top. Um, her album is called Overgrown. It's a pretty good R and B album, man. I'm it was solid. It's good to hear some R&B finally you know what I'm saying I've only it's really only been like six R&B projects to drop I mean we're still waiting on SZA to drop hers you know what I'm saying we're still waiting on whatever the fuck LMA is doing and we're still waiting on hers uh, full length debut album so we'll see what happens with that um, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here I've been on here way too fucking long. Peace.